Badass Nation, and welcome to the Badass and Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game, teaching you how to own your inner badass and share strategies with you to badass your business, or in other words, what I call get badassified. This is Annette Piper, the Badass Business Chick, and your host for the show, and I'm super excited today as we have Mary Pat Kavanaugh on our show. And I've known Mary Pat for many years. We've done business together. We've played together. We've sat on nonprofit boards and event committees together. And she's someone that I admire greatly. So I'm freaking thrilled to have her on today. So here is how badass she is. Mary Pat Cavanaugh is the queen of marketing and founder of Strategic Results Marketing since 1999, a serial entrepreneur she has owned, operated, and assisted in catapulting hundreds of businesses to achieve success through strategic marketing systems and the development of leveraged opportunities that result in increased visibility, more clients, and a better life. Welcome to the show, Mary Pat. Well, thank you, Annette. I'm excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to have you. So what I want you to do is share with our listeners a little bit more about you, your life, your business, what you're passionate about. Just give us a little lowdown about you. Okay. So the super quick version is, because I tend to go down rabbit holes, is that I am first and foremost a mom of four daughters, uh, been a single mom for most of their um, 20-something years of life. And I'm down to one kid at home, teenager, going to turn 15 in a couple weeks, and the other ones are all off on their own. So, hooray, I need to celebrate all the little moments there. Um, with that being said, I have been an entrepreneur and business owner their whole entire life. <clears throat> I didn't mean to be. I just accidentally um, defaulted into owning my own business um, back when I was pregnant with my first daughter graduated from college and couldn't get a job. I was looking to get a job in the nonprofit world, PR and communications, and couldn't get enough job or a job that would pay me enough money to justify the years of college that I had invested in, as well as um, really needed benefits. And so I thought I'm not going to settle. And so through not settling, I ended up becoming an entrepreneur. So I have, um, I've owned a number of different businesses from furniture business, uh, wholesale and retail to, and even consignment. So that was super fun. Um, I owned a restaurant for four years in Northern Arizona. It was a cafe and ice cream parlor and coffee shop back in the mid nineties. And I opened strategic results marketing in 1999, as you said, and that business has evolved with me over the last almost 20 years. And um, and I, I don't even know. I'm going to stop and let you ask me more questions so I don't just ramble. Okay. Well, that's great. And I, I knew you'd owned a lot of businesses. I forgot about the restaurant and coffee shop because in the 90s, I didn't even know about coffee shops other than, you know, your D's family restaurant or Sambo's and um, things like that. So uh, I was kind of a late adopter 
of heading to a coffee shop. So that's pretty awesome that you were one of those early adopters in that business. But what motivated you? I mean, you talked a little bit about what uh, you know your journey into entrepreneurship. But was there, a, you know, something that m- has motivated you and inspired you to stay in the entrepreneurial world all these years? You know, I think early on, because I was young and innocent and had no idea what the heck I was doing in business, um, I defaulted to what came easy for me. And what came easy for me was building and managing relationships. And so at some point, while I had my restaurant, in fact, um, I was at that time I was a single mom with two small children and it really did need to become something that I loved to do, or I needed to have some aspect of loving it. And so what that meant was that I started walking around my um, strip mall that I was in and the neighborhood that we had the restaurant in and handing out um, little paper menus that I had printed off. And I did this because I needed to get business in the door, of course. That's something that no matter who you are and what business you're in, you always need to get more business in the door. And it was comfortable. It got me out of the restaurant. It got me away from my employees. It got me away from all the things about the restaurant business that I didn't like, which was a lot of it. So it's surprising I was in there for so long. And it got me doing business with people and having conversations. And so... As I look at, like, the, I don't know that I was motivated or inspired to start my business, on, unlike most people listening to this call, um, but I was definitely motivated and inspired to keep going in my business. And what motivated me most was being an example of making it and how, just having a lot of things working against me but um, knowing that I was going to be that difference. I wasn't just going to be a statistic. You know, there's a lot of statistics in business. Um, four out of five businesses fail in the first five years. It's even higher than that in the restaurant business. And I didn't want to be a statistic. I never wanted to be a statistic. Um, I think also, though, as I started being successful in that business, I started to experience my employees coming back to me and saying, hey, thank you. I really had a great experience here. I really learned a lot here. And that was really motivating. So what I've realized is that even today, it's still my employees, um, my clients, my team members that keep me motivated. It is having them come back to me and Well, even when they don't come back to me, it's knowing that I'm making a difference with them and helping them have a greater impact. So in this business that I've, strategic results I've had for almost 20 years, it has definitely evolved. And again, it was kind of accidental, although it was a lot more on purpose than previously. But recently, you know, staying in it for this long, I've realized that helping those small business owners have a greater impact um, really shine a light on what's important for you in your business and how you can express that to potential clients, to hired team members, and to showcase your business online. 
um, that really is what I absolutely love to do, and it keeps me motivated every day. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And now I know one of the things you help your clients with is their online brand. Explain what you mean by online brand, because I think we all have like a visual in our head of what an online brand is, but I know it's so much more expansive than what we can visualize. So what do you mean by online brand? So the simplest explanation for your online brand is everything that shows up on your smartphone when somebody says, hey, call Annette Piper, and you look up Annette Piper, and everything that shows up right there is what I help you develop, manage, monitor, claim, and control on some level. Um, so that includes the obvious page rank, like is what's showing up for you and your business about you or is it about someone else? And then from there, we look at your website, we look at your blog, content, articles, any kind of content, videos, images that are shared um, that come up for a search on you. We look at your social media. We look at online reviews. Um, that's a huge piece right now that a lot of businesses just don't know how to manage. And at some point, the longer you stay in business, the longer you're going to have positive and negative reviews. And so... What does that look like for you, and how can you claim that, manage it, and monitor it? There's also directory listings. Those are things like, remember the Yellow Pages phone book that we used to sit on? Yes. That big, fat phone book is now an online directory, and they've sold their uh, listings to anyone out there who will buy them or even use them for free. And so all of those site listings uh, – might be coming up with your name and information, and often that information is not accurate. So we pretty much look at everything that you have shared or that mentions you online, and a comprehensive look impacts your online brand. So at the end of the day, your online brand is what is what is showcased about you. What do people think of you after they've checked you out online? which might not be exactly what you want people to be thinking about after you've met them or before you've met them, even more importantly. Does that make sense? Right. It does. And so, you know, I I often have heard, you know, have you ever Googled yourself? But this sounds and, – and so I I have, and I look and I see what is out there about me. But also it sounds like these – searches that you do go a lot deeper than just Googling your name. They do. They do. We actually, um, there's a five-step process that I can tell everybody that if you've not done this, you need to. And even if you have done this, you should do it on a regular basis. Most people need to do it monthly. Um, some people can do it quarterly. But you need to be doing it and you need to be doing it regularly. And the first step is what you said. It's Googling yourself. Um, it's doing an online search for your name. If your business is different than your name, then you need to do it for your business as well. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at me, my business has been strategic results for almost 20 years. But my brand was very much about queen of marketing. It was about 
there was a lot of variations in it, <laughs> and there still is a lot of variation. But always you've been able to do a search for Mary Pat Calvinon, you've been able to find me. So that's important no matter who you are. And quite frankly, even bigger than your business, that's important for you in your whole entire life. If you decide in five years you want to go get a job, it's still going to matter what shows up online about you. So this information is important to everyone. But in the context of your business, you want to, step one is Googling yourself. Uh, step two is claiming everything that you can see. And, and I look at what shows up on the first five pages for a search for myself. And then from there, I look and kind of scrape together. Here's all the sites, whether it's review sites, social media sites, directory listings that mention me or talk about me. And now here's the subset that I can go in and claim, verify, and update so that I have some level of control over what's happening or what's showcased about me. The most important one there is your Google business page. And if you don't have a Google business page, you need to go get a Google business page. And it needs to be your business name, um, but it can also have your name attached to it. And then complete it, fill that out, claim it, verify it. The verification process does take a little bit of time, but do it anyhow, and then keep it updated and, and post to it because Google loves Google. And while Google's not the only search engine out there, um, it does currently host the majority of all online searches. So it matters, um, and it will continue to matter. Even on other search engines that are not Google, it will still show up. Uh, the third step here is um, purchasing your name as a domain name. Go to whatever your favorite um, domain purchasing site and purchase your name. And then if your business name is different or you've already got a website set up, just point that domain to your main site. This is going to help you control more, I call it online real estate, um, and it's your name, so it's totally optimized, which is a whole other conversation, but just do it. And then the fourth step is share content, share something. You are the expert in that thing that you do best in the world for your business. Um, so be the expert, claim the facts. And then the fifth thing is um, sometimes called curating content. And this is where you want to share other people's important information about your brilliance, your industry, and your market. And make sure you include your own commentary. Is this good information? Why is it good information? Is it bad information? Um, feel free to really, you know, an expert is opinionated and doesn't always agree with everything that's out there. Your agreement and disagreements are really important in positioning you as the expert in what you do. So those are the five steps that I recommend for getting out there, looking at your online brand, and then taking some steps to clean it. And I I really like those steps, and um, of course I probably need to step up my game on a few of those. But you know, I, I wonder when it when it comes to online brand, uh, our listeners might be thinking, well, why 
should I worry about my online brand when I'm right now I'm struggling to get clients or customers and keep my business afloat? Maybe they're in that place. So why do they need to worry about their online brand? You need to worry about your online brand because it's where everybody goes to check you out. So statistically, four out of five people, and it's actually more than that, I think it's more like 88% of all people trust an online review more than they trust a review from their best friend. And the reason why that statistic is true is because the social proof is typically non um, it wasn't asked for. Anybody can go online and post what they love or what they hate. And and they start to believe that your experience, if everything else online about you is negative, but that friend posted a positive review or told you something really positive, they start to think that you were the exception to the rule. And there's some truth in that. So... What you want to do is is get out there, claim it, manage it, do it, and do it now when there's nothing out there. If you're just starting, do it now when there's nothing out there about you. It is a lot easier to claim and develop your online brand and control what it has to say about you when you're starting from scratch. If you wait until something bad has happened, you're going to spend the rest of your business life trying to recover from that bad moment. It's like having, it's like going to a third world country and you get all your shots, you get inoculated. And this is coming from somebody who doesn't even do all of that stuff regularly. But if you're going into the middle of somewhere that has different disease, different uh, bacteria in their water, the likelihood that you're going to get a tummy ache Worse, you could get sick. You could get a bad disease that are alive in other countries that are not alive here in the United States anymore. Any of these things can happen. So you take precautions before you go. And caring about your online brand right now before you seemingly need to is like taking smart precautions. It's kind of like doing your due diligence to make sure that you can maintain a healthy business environment for yourself as you go forward. And I I really like your uh your analogy and metaphor there about, you know, taking that precaution and you know, people do look you up. I uh, was just on a podcast site where they uh launched they talked about my podcast and gave uh, other people opportunities to apply to be on my podcast and there were probably about 25 people that applied and I went and looked up every one of them I looked at their websites I looked at their social media mm-hmm. uh, before I even contacted them to see if they were a right fit and so if I found something that was questionable I didn't contact them to be on my podcast um, so yes people are looking at you online all the time. And so I think that's very powerful. It is, and they're looking at you no matter what you do. We're talking about business, but if if you're a teacher and you're looking at getting hired or you're a student or 
um, you're a mechanic, like all of those things are true. So it almost doesn't even matter anymore what you do. You have a responsibility to your personal online brand to be able to claim it in management and care for it like it's your kid almost. Exactly. And I really like, you know, the suggestion to make sure that you buy <clears throat> your name, excuse me, <clears throat> I just got a frog in my throat or something, your name URL. And I just did that for both of my kids for a Christmas present this last year was I, I purchased <laughs> their uh, their name so that should they ever decide to do anything, they have them already because it's, it's like an asset in your business. It really is. It's, a, it's an asset in your life. Um, if you can control that one piece of online real estate, it's important and will always be important. So that's awesome. I love that it was a gift. Probably um, not appreciated near as much as you know it should have been, <laughs> but I think it's great. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll be paying for it for the next few years. I'll keep renewing it every <laughs> year until they decide to do something with it and they'll take it over, but that's okay. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And so you've exactly. talked a lot about what uh, people can do to help their online brand and reputation. Is there any other tips that you can give uh, to help with that? Besides the you five know, steps you already gave us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think just diving in a little bit deeper to the content piece of it. Um, uh, when When I talk about sharing your brilliance, it's not just about talking online. It's talking about things that matter online. Uh, when I was in Ireland last month and I did a training with a group of expats there who were all settling in Ireland, we talked about what do you say. And that's a common thing that has been a topic, one of the, the core topics of what I talk about for the last 10 years is what do you say online? And the answer is is a combination of things. First off, you are the expert in what your business is. And so you need to really claim that, be that, talk about that, um, say things that support that. Uh, the second type of content or direction of what to say is that curated content. That's look and see what else. Who else is talking about your topic online? And then add your two cents into that. It, those two things are really, really important. The third piece, though, is your personality. You are what makes you different than most other people in the same business, in the same industry. And so embrace that. Talk about it. Ten years ago, I used to joke around about how my golden retriever had gotten me more business. And it had nothing to do with what my golden retriever did. It had everything to do with me just sharing online that I had a golden retriever. And in the dog world, there's these people like their kinds of dogs. And I didn't even realize that because I'm not that kind of a dog person as much. I love my dog. And I don't have a golden retriever now, but um, the people who loved, it was a point of connection. It was a commonality that made me shine through 
the mess of so many people and so many experts and so many messages out there that when I talked about my dog, people would listen and go, oh, I get that. And it gave us a point of connection. When I talk about being a single mom, that's nothing to do with business. And and yet it is another really strong point of connection. So make sure that your you're sharing about your personality, um, about what matters to you, and and then do a balance between all of those things online and make sure that your personality does shine through. I think that's really important. And so if you take these steps and then take it to the next level about, well, what do I put in that business page post that it's prompting me every week to update, um, share something about, you know, for me, it's sitting on my front porch today with my dog, enjoying the beautiful weather with my laptop and running my business because I can. So, hope that's Right, helpful. right. It's very helpful, and I'd love to do that. And, you know, and sometimes you don't even know that you're connecting with people. So, I know every day on social media, on Instagram, and on Facebook, I post some kind of a motivational quote. Sometimes I write a little write-up about it. Sometimes I just post a quote. And, you know, if you gauge how many likes I get, it may not be that many. But I run into so many people that never like my posts that say, oh, I love your quotes that you post every day. So people are watching, even if they're not commenting, liking, sharing, they're watching what you do and uh, it is a point of connection, and when you run into them somewhere, you know, there is that, oh, yeah, I just love that quote you posted the other day. And there, so I love that, um, you know, sharing your personality, because that's my personality, doing that every day. So is yeah. there one piece of advice that you would give entrepreneurs to, um, you know, to, to help them up-level their business or be more authentic in their business? Yeah, I think as we're trying to build our business, we get caught up in what we think other people are doing and we compare ourselves a lot. I would say um, stop the comparison and really stay true to who you are. Um, What are your core values? What is it that you stand for? Why did you decide to start your own business? Don't lose sight of that for somebody else's dream. Make sure you're chasing your own dream because you can create a successful business, but if it's not what you love or if it's not built around your core values, it's not going to make you happy. And then what does it matter? So do something that matters, and how you do that is by staying true to yourself. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, Mary Pat, tell us where our listeners can find more information about you and your company. (laughs) Well, um, I don't remember what we had decided on this. So, if you go to strategicresults.co, that is C-O, there is no M, strategicresults.co gives you an overview of the various businesses that I provide, which all support small businesses, whether it's 
coaching or marketing or managing your online reputation or other small business support, VA support, IT support. You can get kind of an overview of everything at strategicresults.co. Awesome. And you have a great new program coming up. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. So it starts on September 12th, and it's called How to Set Up My Online Brand to Attract More Clients. It's a four-week group coaching program. It is a um, face-to-face group coaching program, but there will be a virtual component. So whether you you want to attend live or you want to attend virtually, um, we will have that option for you. And we're going to walk you through setting up your online brand. So everything that I talked about today, um, we are going to do. And then we're going to take it a step farther with um, making sure that you actually have like the right headshot and a few things like that that we'll be providing as bonuses. So, um, yeah, and it starts September 12th. Well, that sounds awesome, awesome. I can't wait to see more about it. It's been great having you on the Badass in Business show. So grateful that you were able to be on today, Mary Pat. Well, thank you for inviting me. This has been fun. I love these kind of interviews and sharing this great information. Well, love that you were on. Mary Pat's info and links to uh, her website and her coaching program will be in the podcast notes. Remember to share the podcast with other badass business owners and check out my new e-learning site at badassinbusinessacademy.com. And you can also find me at annettepiper.com. And remember to spell Piper, P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Go out, make it a badass day. Namaste. Namaste.